This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Right, good morning, good morning. Good to see you. If you need a Bible, why don't you get your hand up really, really high. And I'm going to take the bacon's advice. I'm going to preach the word to you, okay? Once you get a Bible, go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 3. Matthew 3, we're still here on our series on the Holy Spirit. Be on it a couple more weeks, probably. We'll see how far we go, but if you need a Bible, get your hand up real high. A couple things I want to do here before we really get going. Um, I, don't, I don't do this to embarrass you. Sammy, why don't you stand up? This is Sammy Sosa and his wife Janessa with him. He uh, had some things happen last week that just miracle God that he's still here so he had a heart attack and then just a minute ago he told me that his arteries were 99% clogged and so God, God protected him but I, I, I sense this if you're in here right now and you've you've flirted with death a little bit and you know it I want you to stand up too. Is anybody like that? Don't be embarrassed. We just want to pray for you. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, I see a couple more. Look at all these going up. Ooh, I love the Holy Spirit when he's on track. Wow, stay standing. Stand. (laughs) I don't mean that ugly. Ooh, church, I I welcome you as believers. You, you can get up, you can go lay your hands on them, you can stretch your hands on them. I, I believe this is part of the body of Christ right here that the Lord Jesus said, where two or more gathered my name, I'm in the midst. I believe in the prayer of agreement, Matthew 18, where two of us will agree. And so what we're gonna do, we're, we're gonna release life here, okay? So Father God, we come to, even on live stream, if you're watching, this may be you, Father God, we come in here right now, and Lord, you see all your children here that you are aware of, but you knew they would be in this house this morning. And right now, as your vessels that you work through here on earth, that you said, lay hands on them, and they would be healed. And so, Lord Jesus, right now, in your name, not only do we speak healing, we lose John 10, 10, life, and that more abundantly through Christ Jesus. We speak over you, live, and not die, and you'll declare the works of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. Just an anointing. You know, that may be why some of you are here this morning, maybe just for that specific purpose. Uh, again, let's, let's not put God in a box. You know what I find out? You try to put God in a box, he'll get out. And so we welcome God moving in here today, just, just a touch of God. I believe God's doing something within you right now in the name of Jesus. All right, we go to the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. And I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Now, this was John the Baptist. And he said, I baptize you with the baptism unto repentance, which was a type of salvation. And so salvation is the beginning point for every one of us. You must be born again. That means you give your heart to Jesus. 
So let me ask you something. When you got born again, did you fully understood what happened to you that very moment you got born again? I didn't, okay? You probably didn't either. I heard the scriptures, you got to get born again, and, and something begins to impress my heart that I need to get born in. But just because I didn't fully understand salvation at that moment didn't keep me from acting, okay? And so you may not fully understand this, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, He's going to touch your hearts today. So He says this. But it's interesting, and I'm not taking you there, but if you went back a little bit to Matthew 3, 8, it says that therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. So when I repent, there should be some change in my life that would look like good fruit. But how does that happen? Well, keep reading here, and I think the Lord is going to give us some insight here. But, and I highlight the word but, I believe John the Baptist is saying, Woo, I, I, I'm, I'm leading you to a baptism of repentance, but there's more. There's still some more. But he who is coming after me, the Lord Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. Again, this is in reference to the Lord Jesus and he's saying some stuff. The Lord Jesus is going to come, but look what he says. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The, the offer of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all who come to Christ. So again, man, and I'm not downplaying salvation, but there's more. And so can you imagine Jesus comes strolling in here today and he looks and says, I want to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And this is exactly what's going on here. I, I want to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to go back and revert just a little bit to what I said a minute ago. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit... Did I fully understand what that meant? No, I didn't. Many of you didn't either. But when I hear the word of God and I read this right here that the Lord Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, you know what I realized? I probably ought to get baptized with the Holy Spirit even though at this very minute you may not understand it. You may not understand the work that the Holy Spirit does on the inside of us. So he said, for, I want to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, but he didn't quit. And he said, and with fire. Now, fire does two things. It's a purifier and it's a destroyer. And so when I think about fire, can fire go out? Yeah. The only way the fire keeps going and being fire is it's got to be stoked. Or there's got to be more wood upon it. And I believe this is part of the, the, the thoughts of the Lord. He said, I, I, I want you to be filled with fire, but not just this one time. The desire is you be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire until Jesus comes back. So if fire is a purifier and a destroyer, 
What in my life needs to be destroyed? Is there anything in your life that needs to be destroyed? Look with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And I want you to see the scriptures today because I believe today that just through the word of God, it's going to begin to teach us the significance and the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. The reason you need the Holy Spirit and the reason you need fire. Now, we've been here a number of weeks back. We'll go back to Galatians 5, verse number 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk by the, the Spirit. The, the word walk there, it means a, a progression. And when you see the walk by the Spirit, that means I'm going to be internally motivated. Why would I need to walk in the Spirit? Woo, watch this truth. And you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Now, right there is a biblical truth that we need to get a hold of the Holy Spirit. So when I read this, he's not saying, here's choice A, B, C, D. He says, Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So he's not saying there's a bunch of choices. He's saying you're either going to walk by the spirit or you're going to be dominated by the lust of your flesh. Now, do you see why we need the fire of the Holy Spirit? Is there stuff within you right now that needs to be burned up? A bunch of junk in you, your flesh, the carnal side of you. So I rewind 40 years ago. I get born again. Again, I didn't fully understand what, but I knew I needed a Savior. I get filled with the Holy Spirit. I heard teachings very similar to this. And you know what I realized? I'm dominated by my stinking flesh. And so I asked the Holy Spirit to come in me. And I truly believe Right now in my life, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is the one he burned up all that appetite for alcohol within me. Amen. Now, I don't know what the lust of your flesh are, but if you're really truthful right now and you had to look in the mirror of life and say, this is dominating me, here's the answer. Walk in the Spirit. Woo, you know what that is? Holy Spirit, come on the inside of me and begin to go to work within me. And it's a day-by-day -day progression. And I realize at times when life comes at us, the fire of the Holy Spirit tries to be extinguished. That's why day-by-day, day, you got to fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me again fresh today. Holy Spirit, go to work in me. I believe he's, he's a standby, and he's just waiting for me and you to say, come on, I welcome you. I welcome you to do what you were sent to do. Verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these two are contrary to one another. They are diametrically opposed to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Have you ever been there? I've been there. The Apostle Paul, the writer, the one who penned this right here, 
He's been there. He's the same apostle Paul who said, the things that I don't want to do, that's what I do. And the things that I want to do, that's what I don't do. Right here. And so he gives us the, these two paths. I'm either going to be led by the Spirit or I'm going to be led by my flesh. And there's consequences to them. You want to know a little insight? You know which one wins? The one I give the most attention to. Where I begin to say, Holy Spirit, woo, go to work in me. Go to work in me. I know what it's like to be dominated by my flesh. So does that mean you don't have problems with your flesh anymore? No, I still have problems with my flesh. And so will you as long as you're on this earth because the world is after you right now. It's after me. That's why I believe not only we get filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm like, Holy Spirit, throw another log on me. I want to remain on fire. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in me. So the first thing you see here today you're not going to get free from the lust of your flesh out of your abilities, your talents, or your willpower. I got to have the Holy Spirit. And you may say, well, not me. I'm doing pretty good on my, my own. Everything's okay. Well, you know what? You've broke the 11th commandment. You know what the 11th commandment is? Thou shalt not kid thyself. You are extremely deceived or extremely prideful to think, you know what? I got it without the Holy Spirit. So what would happen if we would welcome the baptism of the Holy Spirit in fire? Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8. And what I'm doing is I'm taking you through a little pathway today. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit's going to give you revelation knowledge where you're going to see issue after issue in my life where it all goes back and say, man, I got to have the Holy Spirit. You know how significant the Holy Spirit is? Acts 10 38, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Do you know the Lord Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, who was the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? The Holy Spirit. And he said, if he reigns in you, he will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, again, he doesn't act like there's any other choices. You either welcome the Holy Spirit to work in you or you don't. Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, brothers and sisters in Christ, those who are born again, we are not debtors to the flesh. I have no obligation to be ruled by my flesh. Brethren, people that are born again, 
You know what this just told me? That just because you got born again, the issues with your flesh didn't disappear, did they? I wish that would have taken place. The minute I got born again, everything ended, but it didn't. And so he gives us insight again here. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. You know what I believe the warning in here is? This is a possibility to live by the flesh. Verse 13. Ooh, watch this. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, when I look at that, Paul reminds us that it's only by the Holy Spirit. Only by the Holy Spirit. It's by His power that we can succeed. So we get back to this thing called my flesh, and I realize real quick, man, I, I've tried to whip it. I've said I, I just need to have more willpower. I, but he tells me the key here. The Holy Spirit. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So therefore, being led by the Spirit of God involves progressively putting to death those sinful appetites. But it's only by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit. Now that's the problem. We don't want to be led, but we want to lead. And so guess what? I'm going to have to relinquish control and say, Okay, Holy Spirit, I yield to your leading right now. I, I welcome you. And I believe it's very important day by day where we, we reaffirm that to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I welcome your leading. I welcome your guiding. I welcome your help. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father, which we cry out, Papa, Daddy. And that's because of the intimate relationship I have with him. Verse 16. Now listen to this. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. And if you get that again, the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. That's, that's my heart. That's on the inside of the... That's the real me. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, man is spirit, soul, and body. He said the Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. How does that happen, Pastor. It's called a thing called intimacy. It calls a thing, I, I've got to learn to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You know what that means? You're going to have to unplug from TV, from social media, from your video games. Every sacrifice is based on preference. And so you want to get to know the voice, the whisper of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to spend time with him. 
Now this, this may be a, a miracle to some of you young ones, but used to there was a phone that would ring, and when it rang, it didn't have caller ID on it. It didn't have your name on it. So when you would answer the phone, you would say, hello. And the other person would say, hello. And just off of that hello many times, you could identify who that was talking. And so if Shelly called me and said, hello, I wouldn't hang up and say, who are you? <laughs> Why? Because over years of time, I begin to, to recognize her voice. It's the very same way with the Spirit of God. We wonder why the Spirit of God doesn't speak to us. He does. We've just become more in tune with the things of this world than with Him. And so what would happen if I begin to listen to the Holy Spirit? Just think about what he said. The Spirit of God himself wants to bear witness with your spirit. And it's just not in the big things. It's in everyday life. If, if, if you're looking for a, a mate to marriage, wouldn't it be important to hear the Holy Spirit and him bear witness with you and speak to your heart and say, that's a good one? No. That's a bad one. Don't do what. Have you ever bought a car and you got what they call the lemon? I've done that. Uno mas. And I got stung. And you know why? I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. Have you ever bought a house and you didn't listen to the the impressions of the Holy Spirit. And what I mean by that, whether it's a still small voice, whether it's a gentle whisper, whether it's peace where I go before God and I say, Father God, I have this desire for this job. And I go before him and I say, what's your thought on this Holy Spirit? And sometimes there's a peace, that inward witness on the inside of me where I know this is God. But sometimes he'll lead you with what I call a yuck. Where it's like, something's not right here. Something's not good here. And when I begin to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I begin to learn to obey, whoo, my life is so much better. You think it's expensive to run a red light in the natural you start running a red light in the spirit realm where you quit listening to the Holy Spirit, you don't go to the Holy Spirit, I'm it's very costly. I've been there. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. So he wants to lead us and guide us. He wants to help us. But do I neglect him? Have I never invited him? See, all I'm doing today is showing you the Bible where you begin to see not only the significance of the Holy Spirit, but it's imperative that I have the Holy Spirit and I like to hang out with him. And if you've noticed, I reference him as him. 
I don't reference him as it. He's not an it. He's a him. He's the very person of Father God that wants to live on the inside of you. Now, many of you have heard me tell this. Man, long, long time ago, I got to a place in my life where I said, I want to hear the Holy Spirit. I want, I want to hear his voice. Well, in my life, if, if it's not on the edge and if it doesn't cost me something, I don't learn real well. And so I, I still do this, and please don't send me emails that said all you're doing is tempting God, okay? And I don't recommend you do this unless God puts this on your heart. But I would drive our vehicle and I would get the gas gauge about as low as I could get it. Have any of you ever ran on fumes? And so I would sit in our parking lot and I would close my eyes and I'd say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you to bear witness with my spirit. And I would say this, I've got to go to such and such address. Can I make it? And I would sit there and I wouldn't move until I got a definite peace or that yuck. And when I get peace, I just take off. Well, one night I had been refereeing a basketball game and it was late. And I, I asked the Holy Spirit, can I make it? And I got that yuck. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. So I'm going by this gas station and there's all these cars lined up. And, and the Holy Spirit's still working patience in my life. And I wasn't patient, so you know what I did? I thought, I'm going home. Well, there's a freeway in Tulsa between Tulsa and Broken Arrow where we live called the Broken Arrow Expressway. I get about two miles on it, and I run out of gas. And you know what I realized? The Holy Spirit had warned me. He had told me in those little areas. And so I got where I would begin to hear the voice of the Lord. And I'm telling you, it's, it's been incredible in my life. As long as I slow down enough to sit into his presence and say, I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say. Now, I can tell you stories over and over. My wife doesn't like it when I do that. I don't like her being in the car when that little yellow light comes on and says, you're on fumes, pal. But you know what I've done for years? I look at her and say, trust me. <laughs> That's dangerous. Trust me. <laughs> Some of our mechanics say, Pastor, you realize that's bad on the fuel filter? Well, we're not talking about the fuel filter, okay? <laughs> Those who are led by the Spirit of God. They're the sons of God. I could stand up here for hours and tell you stories, whether purchasing cars, purchasing homes, selling homes, how we've gone before, and I say we, me and Shelly, we've gone before the Holy Spirit and said, okay. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You young ones, please don't do that and go home and tell your parents, well, pastor said to do that, please don't do that, or your dad's got to go fill your tank up with gas. My wife says, please don't share those stories. I better not share anymore. I'll really get some of them in trouble. 1 Corinthians 2, verse number 9. Now, 
I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. It'll be up here. It's, it's very easy to see this. Verse 9. This is why the scriptures say, now this is Isaiah 64. There are things that are never discovered or heard of before. Things beyond our ability to imagine. These are many things God has in store or prepared for all his lovers. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to know the things that God has prepared for me. I don't know about you, but I want to know. Verse 10. But God unveils, God unveils or he reveals these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Wow. So the only way he releases these mysteries, these hidden things, or by the Holy Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and his deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Now, when I read that, I think, man, I hasn't seen nor ears heard the things that God has in store for those who love him. But if the only way they're revealed or shown is by the Holy Spirit, I want all the Holy Spirit I can get. Verse 11. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So literally what that means is... I can look at Gloria right now and, and I can see Gloria on the outside but I don't have a clue what's going on in the inside of her. Who knows what's going on on the inside of her? Only she does. For all I know right now, she's dreaming about a cinnamon roll. I don't have a clue. Was that accurate? Was that prophetic? No, okay. So again, the only one that knows my real inside is me. So we keep reading. So it is with God, our Heavenly Father. His thoughts and His secrets are only fully understood by His Spirit, the Spirit of God. So if you ever really want to know the heart of the Father, you better be filled with the Spirit of God. Just another reason I like to hang out with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to think on these lines right here. How many times have, have you read the Bible and you've read it and you read it and you read it and after you finish reading it, you look and you think, I don't have a clue what I just read. Has anybody ever done that? I'm looking like, dear Jesus, is something wrong with my thinking? But I get filled with the Holy Spirit. And remember in John 16, verse 8, he says, and Jesus says, he's the spirit of truth. He'll lead you and guide you into the truth. So when I begin to welcome the Holy Spirit into my reading, very scripture that I've made read 10, 20, 30 times, all of a sudden one day, it's like, boom, 
Lights come on and you look and I run into where Shell is at. I said, listen to this, listen to this. It's revelation from the Holy Spirit. He begins to give us insights that are just incredible. Let me read this last part pretty quick. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God. I, I don't want to live by the world. I don't want to live by the opinions of man. I don't want to live by the philosophies of man. I want to live by the things of heaven so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. The only way I'm going to truly understand is by the Holy Spirit. And we articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the Spirit, not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truth with Spirit-revealed words. So really, humanly speaking, no one can understand the mysteries of God without the Holy Spirit. Just not going to happen. So I go all the way back to the beginning. John said, there one comes mighty after me who will baptize me with the Holy Spirit and fire. I can stand before you today and say, 40 years later, I still don't fully understand all the things of the Holy Spirit. But when I begin to read the Word of God, I get insight on what the Holy Spirit wants to do on the inside of me when I welcome Him. He wants to fill me with His Spirit. He wants to baptize me with fire. He wants to assist me that I clean up my act, that I bear fruit worthy of repentance. When I struggle in this thing called life, the answer isn't might or power, my talents, my title. It's by the Spirit of the living God. I don't get saved by good works. I had to have a Savior. I can't fix myself by thinking I can do it in human ways or human opinion. I've got to have the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible becomes very clear to me. And when I prepare in these sermons, you know what? I realize there's areas in my life with the Holy Spirit that I'm still so shallow. That I say, Lord, I, I want to go to the deep end. I, I don't want to be comfortable in this life. I welcome the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so I'm telling you this, you may not fully understand Everything about the Holy Spirit. But you fully didn't understand everything you were getting into when you got married either. Exactly. Pastor, don't stir that up in my home, please. But what would happen if I just believed the Word of God? If I would just trust the Lord Jesus and He said, Listen, I'm sending you this one called the Helper. And he'll lead you and guide you into the truth. And so I found out all the years of my life. Again, I didn't fully understand the, the Holy Spirit. But when I got married, I said, Lord, I'm in over my head. I'm about a half a nostril out of the sinking in the deep end. And the Holy Spirit began to help me, even in marriage. I had a couple kids. 
And I said, Lord, I, I, I'm in over my head. I don't know what to do. And have you ever been over, in over your head with your children? How many of you in over your head with your kids right now? Some of you really? There's a helper called the Holy Spirit. He knows the deep things of our Heavenly Father, Father God. The very one who created every one of us. And remember, it was his idea, the marriage covenant, and it was his idea to replenish the earth. So don't you think he may have some insight? Ooh, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Why don't you stand on your feet here with me? I hope this stirs you on the inside. Where you begin to make time and room for the Holy Spirit in your life. I ask you to bow your head right there where you're at. I'm going to ask you some questions with your head bowed. First of all, have you ever been born again? Have you given Jesus your heart? Were you repented of your sin and said, Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord? That's, that's starting point number A, okay? If you're not born again, you can't, you can't receive the Holy Spirit. You must be born again to receive the Spirit of God. If you're here today and you need Jesus, Lord, in your life, you need to make a, make a fresh commitment today. If that's you, I, I welcome you right now just to get out of your seat and come down here just, just boldly. Walk down here and say, I, I need Jesus today. I need to establish the Lordship of Jesus in my heart. Well, we'll take it that you're all born again. No, I see one. Is there more than one? Sir, are you in here too? Come on. Step forward where I can see these lights get me. Come on, praise the Lord. We got two. <laughs> we got two. Praise the Lord. Heaven erupts over one, but you get two? Can you imagine what's going on in heaven? <laughs> I, I asked a couple from our prayer team, come stand with these two. This, this is going to be a significant day, I believe. We had some get born again last week. And man, some of the things that happened right down here. Anybody else? I welcome you, okay? We're going to love you, I promise you. We're not here to tear you down. I want you two that are down here. And every one of us in here, why don't you say this after me? Say, dear Heavenly Father, I, I come to you as a sinner. I, I've sinned, Lord. And I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And on July the 10th, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I thank you today that my name is registered in heaven. Woohoo, we ought to clap.
But I said earlier, remember John the Baptist said, but there's more. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you may have never been taught this. But if you have, have, have you ignored the Holy Spirit? Have you forgotten the Holy Spirit? Have you excluded the Holy Spirit from being a part of your life? And I can tell you right now, he, he's called the standby. It's one of his covenant names. He's the advocate. He's the comforter. He's the counselor. He's the intercessor. He's the strengthener. He's the standby. He's on standby. He's just waiting for me and you to say, come be a part of my life. Come be the teacher. Come be the one that helps me not be dominated by my flesh. Come, come be the one that shows me the secret truths of the kingdom. And maybe you're here today and you say, I, I need some of that Holy Spirit fire. Do you know he's still into baptizing people with the Holy Spirit and fire? So our team's going to play today. If you need the Holy Spirit, if you need that baptism of fire, maybe if you've allowed the fire to go out, whoo, he's, he's ready to stoke that fire back up. I welcome you to come down here. I welcome you. Not for my good, but oh man, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit changes everything. If that's you, I welcome you down here. Go ahead. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.